I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello friends, welcome back to In The Pink with me, Natalie Pinkham. And next up on the pod, we have a real little firecracker. It's Helen Skelton, who you will of course know from all sorts of BBC and Channel 5 shows and indeed Channel 4 because I personally think she was at her best on SAS Who Dares Wins, showing what a tough and committed competitor she is. All the attributes that you need to take on a new challenge and one that I know she's excelling at, which is to learn to play golf as a complete beginner. Now, I know this because I'm doing it with her and so is Bella Shaw and so is Fleur East. The four of us then have to play each other and whoever wins that takes part in the BMW PGA Pro-Am in September. So no pressure. Ah! Anyway, she is an absolute gem. In fact, they all are. I'm so lucky to be doing this challenge with them. They've each got a great story to tell, um, very different backgrounds and very different paths with their careers and I thought it'd be great to get them on the podcast so you had Fleur East, you had Bella Shaw and now this week it's Helen's Go here on In The Pink. I hope you enjoy our chat as much as I did. Helen Skelton, as I live and breathe, here she is sitting in front of me and as far as I can see there's no golf equipment around you, no sporting equipment around you. Is it? Oh it is there, okay good. But I mean for once you're sitting still and we're having a chat because you are probably the busiest person I know. I think I'm just a bit a bit scatty and a bit like I'm always kind of doing and like a bit twitchy. I think I've got like an adult version of I don't want to say ADHD because that makes it sound dismissive to people who do have ADHD, but I've got some sort of like adult over energy thing, definitely. But I mean it's good because most of the time you harness it brilliantly and channel it to great effect because when I was reading about the amount of challenges you have done and you're still so young, it blew me away. I mean, it, I don't know whether it's, 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 it's this appetite for adventure and endeavour and jeopardy that seems to sort of power you. I think I'm just a bit like a magpie. I'm, I've got no concentration. <laughs> and so I'm always like, oh, that's a shiny new thing. Let's go and play with that. Oh, that's a shiny new thing. Let's go and play with that. <laughs> and what happened with all of those adventures is I genuinely never really thought it through. So I literally said, oh, that's a shiny new thing. Let's go and play with it. And I never asked the next question. So like I entered the boxing, not really thinking about the fact that I was going to get punched in the face a lot. 
I signed up, well, I persuaded my boss to let me go and kayak the Amazon. And I genuinely, Nat, didn't realise how big it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of big. I mean, we're talking, how far did you go? We're talking thousands of miles. twenty miles. Wow. And we're and, not, uh, talking, yeah, I mean, we're it's not, not talking easy paddling here. This is treacherous stuff, isn't it? And it's tidal. So like in my head, I thought I'll just be like a giant poo stick. This will be brilliant. I'll sit in there and I'll float on down and I'll go through Brazil and I'll go through Colombia. And what an adventure. But it's tidal. So you're going with the tide, then against the tide. And I, I'm not a kayaker. I mean, the first time I went to get in the boat, what a prat I made of myself. Out I toddled to um, British canoeing. I'm like, I've got this, I can get in the boat. And I went like off the jetty, bum first. So I like, went straight in the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Half of British canoeing then. I was just like, oh, nothing to see here, just a beginner. Yeah, but you know what? I feel like everyone loves a trier because we were talking um, about the golf challenge that we've all taken on. And I was actually chatting to Bella afterwards, Bella Shah, who's obviously, as you know, one of the four. Um, and she was saying to me, but I'm just so, I'm so worried about how embarrassing we might make ourselves look, you know, how, how stupid we might look. And I said, yeah, but you know what? I don't think anyone minds because they know we're beginners. And and actually they'll oh. give us a lot of that. What do you think? Because I, I think people like genuinely like it if they think you're working hard at something. I have literally spent the last 15 years putting myself in a position where you can make a total tit of yourself. Like <laughs> I, and I kind of wonder, it's because funny because actually Fleur said to me, she was like, you just don't care, do you? You just get up and whack it. Like I really overthink it. And I was like, it's not that I don't care. I just don't think my brain is that big to worry or think about what you might look like. And I genuinely think that if you worry about that stuff, you never do it. I mean, I did a highway thing when I was on Blue Peter. Oh my God, Natalie, what a fool I made of myself. In order to convince them to let me attempt this highway walk, I had to go to the circus, right? And walk on a low wire to be like, yeah, she's got a chance of doing this. Now, I was so bad, kids were booing me. That's how bad I was, right? You know, at Winter Wonderland in London. And we're like, and I'm in a tutu with a load of ridiculous makeup on for kids' TV in a pink tutu, falling off this wire time after time, and kids were booing me. Oh my and God. so I think probably I've got a good reference point. So, like, if you, I mean, I just think if you worry about making yourself look like a fool, you never do anything. When yeah. we go on a night out and we have a load of tequila and you dance around like an idiot, you're not bothered about looking like a fool. You don't Very care, silly. do you? And, I mean, it doesn't do any damage. You come back the next day having had a great day, probably have a bad head, but you've had a great time. And so, yeah, true. I mean, it just... Unless it goes up on social media and you go, whoa! How glad are you we didn't have social media when we were teenagers? Very, very glad for, for, yeah, for all sorts of reasons. You're right, you're right. There's a lot of pressure on kids these days in totally different ways. But I feel like all the prep that you've done um, for becoming a mother has been wrapped up in all these challenges because nothing phases you. You don't mind making a fool of yourself because it will, it's ultimately entertaining for your kids. Oh, 100%. And, and plenty of stuff phases me. Like, I'm scared of loads of stuff. Like what? But I actually don't mind being scared. And this what is going to sound okay. really fun. Okay. No, 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 I get that. I do get that. You, you almost kind of get a kick out of the fear. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, I've done stuff that is scared. I mean, when I did... 
I once did a downhill skateboarding competition. Don't ever do that. Oh my God. If you want to make a tit of yourself, that is the way to do it. I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of things. I'm not really down with the kids at the skate park, am I? So again, you imagine me rocking up at a skateboard park with my longboard. Hi guys, just want to have a little go at this. Is that all right? And then I got entered in the World Downhill Skateboarding Championships at Beachy Head. I went 27 miles an hour on a skateboard. I thought I was going to be what? sick. I couldn't breathe. I was so scared. 27? So How? How is that possible? Because it's. I was so bad at it that the camera crew didn't think I'd finish. So they didn't put a camera at the finish line because they were so convinced. I was so terrified. But I don't get how you went that fast. Oh, I mean, I'm, literally, I was so scared I couldn't breathe, as I say. But I think I was so terrified that afterwards someone said to me, oh, if you can do that, you can do anything. And I think for me, I just think fear isn't a bad thing because life is crap at times, you know? It throws things at you that you don't want to have to deal with. I've lost friends and family way too young. You know, my parents have had to deal with health issues they should never have had to face. And 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 life throws things at you that are scary and unpredictable and you don't want to deal with them. And I think if you are brave enough to train yourself at dealing with fear in real life, you just stand you in really good stead. Mm. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So it's not about denying fear, not about shutting it out. It's about embracing it and using it to your advantage ultimately. A hundred percent. And then you've got a great reference point, you know, like that downhill skateboarding thing, <laughs> very isolated period of my life, me as a skateboarder <laughs> and that, not going to lie. I was third in the world at women's downhill skateboarding for about a week. <laughs> what an achievement. I don't know if you ever saw the Top Gear where they were pulling them behind on boots and they were, they got up to like, did you see that? Freddie Flintoff going like, I mean, sparks coming off his boots. And I thought, God, he's just a genuinely a nutter. And I remember thinking at that moment, I bet Helen would do that. But do you know what? I, I probably would. would for a laugh. And, and I also think I'm probably, but you know, it's fine for me to say, oh, embrace fear because it's good for life. I'm probably a bit of an idiot in that if someone dares me to do something, I'll do it. You know, like if I was in that environment, I've been in that environment with Freddie and them on a, a league of their own before. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, I'll jump off that. I'll jump off that. I'm probably a bit you know, needy. That's probably has, one of my characters. Has, yeah, but has that changed since you've become a mum? Uh, probably into a different way. I was on a shoot with BBC Sport. My, my boss always takes a nick out of me for this. He's like, do you remember that time you ate a tablespoon of mustard just for a laugh? And I was like, because they dared me. And then I once ate a snail just to prove a point off the wall. <laughs> I just think that I always had a... I've always been a bit of an adrenaline junkie and I've always loved that fear, as you talk about. But since becoming a mum, I've not wanted to put myself in a position where I could kill myself. And so fear creeps in in a different way because you I just have you to just, keep yourself alive for the sake of your kids. There's a, you're more aware of the consequences when you've got kids. I think when I was younger, I was always the one first to put my hand up to say, I'll jump out of the aeroplane, I'll do all of that stuff. But now I'm a bit, I know what you mean. I'm a bit like, will I break my leg? Because you know when you're mum, there's a consequence. If you break your leg, you can't play football with your kid. You can't play football with your kid. It's a nightmare because they're full of beans. They won't go to bed, etc. You don't have a nice time, da-da-da. I mean, I don't sign up to go to the South Pole for six weeks at a time because I wouldn't want to be away with them. But I don't know. I just, I, I love, and you're the same as me. You're cut from the same cloth. I love doing stuff that makes my kids go, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, that's why I like the, that's why I like going to the driving range. You know, I'm yeah. clearly a needy mum. My friends call me a beg friend. They're like, you're desperate for your kids to be friends with you. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I'm all right with that. 
I think that's lovely. I think it's great. And you do, you ultimately do want to, you know, everyone thinks that kids grow up wanting to make their parents proud, but actually we want them to be proud of us as well, don't we? Yes, yeah, your kids so would love the fact that you go off to the F1. Yeah, I mean, I think they do to an extent. I think they think it's cool that I work with, you know, cars and racing drivers and, you know, that's exciting. But ultimately they go, can you just stay home this weekend? You know, and, and then you just feel really guilty because you're like, yeah, you know, I will, you, you always want them to know that they're your priority. I th hopefully they do. So, um, so listen, let's just run through some of the challenges because um, I, I was asking Fleur and Bella why they accepted this golf challenge and they gave me good reasons, but I kind of know why you have just because it's just another string to your bow. It's out of your comfort zone and, and you'll just throw yourself at anything, which I love. But <clears throat> for anyone listening who doesn't know, Helen has taken on an ultra marathon in Namibia. Tell me about that. Because my husband did one of those and he said he will never go near it again. It was the most horrific experience. He had sores where the sun doesn't shine. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did 80 miles in Namibia, so across the desert. And I think, I, do you know why I did that? Because I wasn't a runner and I'd moved to London. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was a fish out of water. I didn't have any friends. I'd like split up with my boyfriend. I didn't really know what to do with my time. So I just started running and I thought, I could, it was naivety. I was like, I could run an ultramarathon. Other people do it. That would be cool. And, um, and obviously I'd never run a marathon. So I was like, how, I was like, how hard can three be in one day? And, uh, and so I, I signed up to do it and I did 10 minutes and I ran 10 minutes and I thought my lungs were going to fall out of my mouth. And my dad was like, do you think this is a good idea? And I was like, right, that's definitely making me do it. And do you know what? It just all along that like, just became about proving people wrong. Halfway round, there was a guy on the race and I mean, God, it was brutal times. Blisters everywhere, crying every time I put my feet down, hallucinating, seeing seals that weren't there. And it was awful. And this guy said to me, you're probably not going to finish. So just you enjoy the view. And I was like, that is the most motivational thing you could ever have said to me. And I ran the last marathon quicker than I'd run the other two. Wow. So there, there is a big thing in you that just likes to prove people wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm not a man hater or a bra burner or anything like that, but it definitely became, there was 24 men in the race and there was only a couple of women. And it definitely, for me, I mean, God, you would have laughed because obviously they all rock up in like the leggings. Runners look like runners, don't they? The leggings and the shorts with the splits in. I rocked up in a boob tube polka dot dress and hair extensions. What? I know. Why were you in the so dress? there was definitely there was definitely an element of like, she can't do this, she can't do this. And I think that worked for me. And the kids, all the kids were like writing letters saying, I think you're gonna win. So I was like, you don't want to let them down. Not my oh. kids, the blue Peter kids. Yeah. That's brilliant. And I know you say you're not a bra burner, but I do believe you're a feminist. And I believe that a big part of what's motivating you to get out to the driving range and the golf course uh, as often as you possibly can is to increase participation for women in golf because it is, it is low. And actually I feel like women's sport has taken such a hammering lately, particularly through COVID. And it's something that I've never really understood, uh, you know, from a psychological point of view, and yet I was almost a sort of a victim of it as well. It's the amount of girls that do give up sport when they leave school or university. And it's, it's, it's like one or the other. And so you it's get because... to quite a good level at school and then you kind of go, it's not cool or whatever. You don't want your body to change, become too muscly. I don't know what it's about, but the drop off is, is pretty depressing, isn't it? For me, it was about the ability. Like where I live, there's any number of 
football, rugby, golf, cricket team that you can join as a bloke. But not that many that you can join as a woman. There's the lost team that's already asking me to join, but I was like, oh, if I go to work with two black eyes from lacrosse stick, I'm going to get in loads of trouble. Um, so, yeah, I, for me, I think it's about the availability. Mm. But also, I think the more women I speak to, you know yourself, you, you don't have enough hours in the day, you don't have enough headspace to work, have kids and do loads of other things because you just don't. Like, when I get back from work, I'm not going to say to the kids, see ya, I'm off to go and play my sport now because I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but for me, I just wouldn't do that. I feel guilty mm. when I'm at work away from the kids. So then when I'm not at work, I want to be with the kids. And for me, that's the thing that would keep me away from sport. And that's one of the reasons I like the golf because the kids come with me and they want to do it and they get involved. And then and that's, then- again, why sport is so magnificent isn't it because it is a unifier like that you can find something as a family to bring you together and and a unifier in terms of sports great because it brings people together in those shared moments like what can you talk to your granny and granda about you can talk to them about a sporting moment because you've all got it in common and i think this past year has been really hard for women because if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because we've all kind of gone back into the house to do all the extra bits and working from home is great, but actually the, the lines are blurred, aren't they? I think there's just been a lot for people to deal with this year. So I think now is probably a really good time for women to find something that makes them click. And golf is brilliant for women. Quite, you can play it. You can play golf with a bloke who's miles better than you, but because of a handicap, you're on the same par. Yeah, yeah, Literally. and actually, yeah, and it, and and it's something that you can play with much older and much younger people in a way you can't really with other sports. 
I, I, I've got this this feeling that it will just become this sort of hobby or passion, if you like, that we'll do for the next 30 years, hopefully. I can't remember the last time I went out on a Saturday morning with my dad for three or four hours and just talked and then had a coffee and a sandwich. And I did that the other week because of golf. That's so lovely. That's brilliant, isn't it? And and how much does it help your whole mindset, the fact that you are married to a rugby league player who's played at the highest level? Um, you know, you've kind of got that framework in the family, haven't you, of that sort of sporting, determined, tenacious approach to life. Um, and, and sport is really sort of underpinning all of that. He is raging because he's like, this is the one sport that you <laughs> didn't interrupt of mine. And now he's raging because I was at the golf course and he's not. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I was really excited. But I think I'm lucky that he likes golf and he hasn't played since the kids were born because it does take so long. So he's like, okay, if you get into this, we'll do it together. Like our kids have started, I've got, this is makeup, by the way, it looks dodgy all over the table. Um, the, um, the kids... And now both in school and he gets his days off in the week because he's in sport. So actually it's something that we can do together and it's not something we ever thought we would do together. That's so good. Again, it's bringing people together, not apart. Because, yeah, my husband's definitely got this theory that it does take you away from your family too much. But I figure if we can get the kids involved in it. Oh, my kids just love hitting something with a big stick. <laughs> That's what it's about for them. And, like, yeah, for my husband, it, and I think for all of us, it's like... Because it's, it's a very simple process. You're just following a ball around a course. Not when you go for a walk. Sometimes it can be a nightmare to get them out and hear where we're going, how far we're going and all of that. But for, for all of us, like for someone like me who's a bit frenetic, concentrating on just one thing, getting a ball to a hole, is actually a really good exercise for your head. Mm, mm. And, yeah, you're right. It imposes a framework on a walk, doesn't it? There's a beginning, a middle a and an end. I've had a couple of mum friends who've said to me, I'm just going to come for a walk with you when you go and play golf. Because they're like, oh, I want to get out for a walk, but I don't play golf. And like for them, they're fine. They're like, yeah, this is a nice little walk around. Brilliant. Well, I love that you're loving it so much. Let's talk a bit about SES, Who Dares Wins? Because I think, like, obviously, you're, you're known and loved for Blue Peter, for Country File, but I think viewers saw you in a different context altogether when you did that. And... I, for one, was just so proud of you, how brave and tough you were. How hard was it? Do you know what? It's, well, thank you for saying that, first of all. And do you know what? It's not hard for the reasons that make it look hard. They show you, you know what telly's like, you film so much stuff and there's only little bits of it on. Like there was loads of stuff, loads of challenges that we did, like running up hills and sleeping outside and building dens and all that sort of stuff that's never, ever made it because there's just too much. What I found hard was never knowing, like, you sit down, you saw I was in those digs all the time, but you sit down for two minutes and they're like, get up, get your boots on, go, go, go. Or they'd say, right, we're going to run to that bridge. And then as soon as you get to the bridge, you go, no, actually, we're running to the bridge that's 5K away. For me, it was the never knowing what was coming next and the constant thinking of, well, what do they mean by that? Like, one day they gave us, they only ever gave us for food, like a boiled egg and some cheese. And one day they gave us a cup of soup and we were all like, oh my God, we must be going in the water because why else would they give us soup? Like, you never know what's going to happen. And it's it's the mind games that make it hard. Like, stupidly, and you'd be the same. I enjoyed the physical stuff. I actually did enjoy the physical stuff and the, and the kind of jumping out of helicopters. Oh, it was terrifying. But I also thought, oh, this is really cool. This looks really cool. That stuff was all right. The hard stuff was never sleeping because you're up every night on the watchtower, which you never see either. So, 
you never see you never sleep you never know what's happening next and that was for me was what was tricky what about the cold because i would think that would be so difficult to deal with you never dry because once you're wet you're in wet boots all the time um I just think you just have to keep moving. I don't think, and I think the thing is, there's loads of stuff that makes you think, I'm done, I can't do this. But because you're in it together, you don't want to let anyone else down. Like Tony, I think a lot of people watched that and thought the boxer, Tony Bellew, God, he's nuts. Like he's, but Tony was probably the glue that kept everyone together. Yes, he was like quite aggressive and had a go at certain people, including Ant. But actually, it was probably one day when I said, oh, I, I think I'm done here. And he's like, no, you're not, you're not. And actually, when a big bloke like that tells you you're not, you're like, all right, then I'm not. So I, I think even when you, the team spirit is brilliant because you don't want to let anyone else in your team down. And I think sometimes you go into that environment, you think, oh, who wants to win? And like, do you want to be better than them? And very quickly, it's not about that. Mm, that's interesting. Because the one bit that got me about Tony was when he got riled in the boxing challenge. I didn't get that. I thought that's the bit so he would sail through. Because what riled Tony was, I think very that was the point that we all realised that this is all about mind games. This isn't about us being fit or strong. This is about winding us up against each other. So like he knew that, you know, there was probably the DSs and Anne were getting us to go at someone who was never going to be as strong as us, but they were expecting us to hit them. Like if you're in a boxing fight, it's fair, isn't it? You're you're matched for weight. It's it's a fair fight but obviously it wasn't a fair fight any of that you know they'd have like five of us against one and stuff like that and I think he just I think what he didn't like was how kind of manipulative it was mm, yeah so what what did you learn about yourself in the whole process when you came away and reflected on it what were you proud of what were you disappointed with anything to do with yourself frustrated with the way you behaved at all was frustrated I hadn't watched more because I was like my husband was like why didn't you tell them though in the interrogation I was like I didn't know that was what you meant to do I thought you meant to not tell them anything they held a gun to my head they were like are you here with Lauren I was like no <laughs> and then they were like Lauren is she here with you and I was like yes I was like I've got this I was giving it to them about Lockie Lockie was like yeah Helen's with me and I was like he's not well he may as well be speaking Chinese he's not well do not listen to a word he says <laughs> And like my friend who's in the military phoned me absolutely dying laughing. He was like, oh my God, Helen. He's like, you would literally just die, throw yourself on the fire. She's like, no, no, nothing to see here. <laughs> and so I was frustrated with myself at that because I was actually fine. You know, I was like, I thought, I thought, it's all right, they're all right. I didn't want them to, I didn't want them to quit because Lockie was like, I need to be out. I just want to tell you everything I need to be out. I was like, no, no, he doesn't, he doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it. Brilliant. <laughs> but I was annoyed at that. But I think the biggest thing for me was, I am competitive with myself. And I think people always see that, especially in women, as being a bad thing. Like, oh, she's a bit competitive. It's not bad to be competitive. You just want the best for yourself and like for you, people you love. Don't mean you want other people to do badly. Um, and I actually was really surprised that I wasn't the last man standing. And I thought maybe five or 10 years ago, I would have been like, damn it, what did I do wrong? But actually I was really all right about that. And I felt like I got a lot out of it. I'm really close to all the guys. I'd do it again in a second. I really enjoyed it. And even though I didn't win, or I wasn't the best, or I wasn't the fastest, or I wasn't smashing every challenge, I still felt like I had a place in the group. And that for me was massive. That you brought value to the group, you mean? Yeah, and value to myself. Like, I don't know whether, like maybe in my 20s, I thought I had to be the best or the most successful or the fastest or I've done the most random challenges. But actually in this, 
like the high wire challenge, I can do that in my sleep, but I failed it. But actually this time around, I didn't beat myself up about it. I was just like, oh, well, sometimes things don't work out. And I think that for me was the biggest learning curve that actually mm. sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes you're not the best, but that's all right. Mm. And do you think that the whole experience has made you a better mother? Do you think that there's advice that you have given yourself that you could then pass on to the boys? I think for me, I've had quite a lot of time at home since I had the kids. And I think for me, I needed this confidence boost to be like, yeah, I am the kind of adventure chick that doesn't mind getting muddy and jumping out of planes. And I needed that opportunity to remind myself that that's still who I am, even though I don't do that every day. You know, I make picnics and white bums and sort arguments and stop kids killing each other. Like, that's what I do. But actually, um, me still here, like that person who I was before I had the kids is still there. And I think kind of selfishly, that's what it was about for me. I think in terms of what the kids, what I've learned, I mean literally the other day when they were being so naughty and so rude and my youngest told me that it was a hotel and I was a slave and I should get to it imagine that from a three-year-old can you believe it oh my god so I let him watch the bit where I fell back as a helicopter and I was like mister <laughs> mommy it. has got value and the kids definitely were like oh my god mommy knows some men who've got guns and they were like wow that is cool <laughs> And I don't know, maybe that, like in terms of what I'm talking about being a mum, I just, I think the biggest thing, as I say, for me, it, it taught me that it's all right for me to not be the best. And like, I don't have to have these ridiculously high standards for myself. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Apart from when it comes to golf, and then I want you to be the best, okay? Because I want you to get through to the BMW PGA Pro-Am and smash it. Shut up. Oh. We're all going to play. I literally... Can you imagine? I, I love from afar how much like you and I have probably crossed paths half a dozen times. But I think what's lovely about people who do our job and in our world, we're all like, oh, it's like, you should be amazing. You're amazing. And I think we're really lucky that in this four girls, because we sort of knew each other before, but yeah. we didn't know the others. I think we've all found that in each other. Yeah, like totally. nobody wants the other ones to be bad. We all want us all to be good. Well, I think because we know how nervous we feel and you therefore must feel the same and the others must feel the same and it's like no I couldn't agree more it doesn't feel like we could be competitive with each other no. does it we no. are just going on our own journeys together and I think they want it to be competitive don't they they're like oh we'll talk about this and we're like oh sorry yeah yeah good shot now but oh I mean oh <laughs> damn you yeah. so you've done countless challenges that you and your boys are hugely proud of what is left to do and outside of golf, is there anything that you think, you know what, I'd love to give that a crack? I'd love to climb. Like, I grew up in the Lake District, so I feel like I'm supposed to be... I went to school with Leo Holding, who's, like, one of the world's best climbers. So I feel like I should be better at climbing. Um, and my kids love climbing. And I see all these families, like, doing all this, you know, mad climbing stuff. And I think, for me, at some point, I want to be able to do the ropes and climb. Cool. There it is. You've laid down the challenge. You've got to do that. 2022 challenge set. <laughs> My husband will be like, oh God, please, can you stop? Yeah. Here we go I again. Started up, I started open water swimming last year and he hated it because he was like, you can't let your wife just like wade out into a lake. You've got to go with her. And he's like, I hate it, but I feel like less of a man if I don't do it. Do you know what? I'm with him though. I, open water swimming gives me the willies. I've done it once um, and you can't see where you're going. 
I kept having to put my head up and check that I was still going the right direction. <laughs> it's horrible. Anyway, um, Helen, thank you so much for your time. It's lovely to chat. Lovely to talk to you as always. Thank you, Helen. What an infectious, can-do, wonderfully motivated approach she has to life. It is, um, it's lovely to be around her. And it is a great privilege to do the Slingsby Golf Challenge together. Very much looking forward to the next few months. Hopefully we will find time to play a bit more golf. And um, thank you for listening because it's great to have your company. Make sure that you give me loads of feedback on who else you want to hear on the podcast. I am really excited to say I have got 10 pairs of bows. I'm always cancelling headphones to give away. All you need to do is rate, review, subscribe. Send me some messages on Instagram on the In The Pink page. Follow that if you can. Tag in your mates. And you could be in with uh, the chance to win some. It will just be a lucky dip and I will let the winners know very soon. So thanks again for your company. We've got some great guests on the way, including Richard Branson and his two wonderful children, Holly and Sam. And it is an intimate family portrait, which I know you are going to love. So stay tuned. That is coming very soon to In The Pink. But until then, take care. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.